If you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it? Or just let it slip. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calmed and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. Whole crowd goes so loud he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how everybody's joking now. The clock's run out. Time's up, over, blow. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. Snap back to reality. You better lose yourself in the music the moment you want it. You better never let it go. You only get one shot. Do not get this chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. If you can't tell, today... We are talking about Eminem, Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady. And I'm super happy today to be joined by pop rap artist, Jeremy Flick. You're going to love him. I'm newly introduced to him and the guy is super, super talented. So the music of Eminem, I love not just for his incredible flow. Some people consider him the best rapper of all time, but also because of the deep questions he raises. How do I handle insecurity? What does it mean to be a father? How do I find meaning? Who am I? What is my identity? And how do I face my fear? All of that is stuff we're going to hit on today. My name is Mike Tenney. I am the host of Pop Culture Catechism. I am a speaker and worship leader out of Washington, D.C. I spent over a decade uh, teaching in Catholic high school education, theology, uh, and also trying to make a big as a rock star at night and, uh, you know, trying to win Grammys and, and that sort of thing. And now I get to I'm blessed to speak to thousands of people each year at live events and through this show. And this is Pop Culture Catechism, the gospel according to pop music and movies, where we try to look for God's love in the music and the movies that we love. So by the end of this episode, my hope for you is not only will you have a greater appreciation for the music of Eminem, but also you'll be able to put down your phone, close your computer, shut down your tablet, and have some actionable steps for how to use the gospel, how to experience God's love in your life, and how to live that. And spread it to the people around you. So that's what we're going to try to do today. I want to introduce you to my new friend, Jeremy Flick. Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks so much. Tell us about yourself. So I've been, a, a, I call myself a pop rap songwriter. I've been doing that now for just over seven years. I'm working on my third studio album that is coming out this Friday. So uh, it's a good timing for this. And I have an album release party I'm coordinating for the weekend that will be in town. I live in Mannheim, Pennsylvania with my wife. Um, and yeah, we're both very musical. We have a lot of different gifts that we've been blessed with. And I'm just grateful to be able to share that with the world. That is awesome. And, and probably this uh, episode will release a little bit later. So by the time it comes out, your album will be out. So we'll be sure to put that in the show notes. So click and, and you know, listen, listen, listen to Jeremy's album. It'll, it'll, that'll, that'll be great. So, um, all right. So. Uh, listeners, if you're not familiar with Eminem, you're probably at least a little bit familiar with Eminem. He was just in the Super Bowl halftime show just <laughs> a couple months back. So, But he was the best-selling music artist in the United States of the 2000s and the best-selling male music artist in the United States of the 2010s, uh, the third overall male and female 
Billboard named him the artist of the decade from 2000 to 2009. He has 15 Grammys, eight American Music Awards, 17 Billboard Music Awards, an Academy Award, and an MTV Music uh, MTV U- Europe Music Global Icon Award. He's had 10 number one albums on the Billboard 200, all of which consecutively debuted at number one on the chart, making him the first artist to achieve this, and five number one singles on the Billboard Hot 100. Without doubt, one, one of the greatest artists uh, of all time. Um, Jeremy, what do you like about Eminem? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I Let, think- let's, let's start. So let's start with just like artistically as a rapper before we get into like some of the spiritual themes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I think he would be one of the top lyricists is mm-hmm. what I would probably categorize him as, um, you know, in history. I think that the way that he can stream words together, that he can freestyle rap. I know that he's become really legendary for that that genre, that style from 8 Mile, the movie that he was in, you know, kind of talking about his story. Um, that, I think, just created waves of, of new rap music that we hear today being inspired by Eminem and, and artists. Uh, alike but Eminem is I think the pillar of like the true lyricist when you think of rap like speed rap and Mm -hmm. conscious rap those types of things yeah absolutely I I love that so so many rappers they can flow but they can't their rhyming doesn't really stick to one topic you know it's like sounds cool when it comes together but like it's hard to say like what that song is about (laughs) Yeah. You know, like yeah. Lil, Lil Wayne and, and Drake and even Kanye. Kanye is better about it, I feel like. Um, but a lot of times it's like, what what it really is that song about? And with Eminem, he can stick to a topic and be like, all right, well, this is a song about my daughter. This is a song about the struggles of being famous. And this is a song about um, my beef with Machine Gun Kelly or whatever it is. Like he can stick yeah. stick to a topic. And, and um, I feel like that's really hard to do with hip hop. At least not a lot of people do it. Um, and I feel like he's, he's, he's really good at it. So um, yeah. Is, is, yeah a lot of- sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. A lot of non-traditional cadences too. So you think kind of hip hop for so long was on the beat, on this beat and the four bar phrases and Eminem came in and just started rhyming this with this and that and that and that all throughout a four bar phrase. And you're like, I didn't know you could fit that many words in and still have it make Mm -hmm. sense or have it uh, really, you know, phrase together as well as he's able to do that. And he has so many examples of that mainstream and in his earlier work. I mean, it's just been incredible um, that he can think of things not just off the top of the head, but put into an entire album, mm-hmm. uh, new phrasing of, of hip hop. Yeah. The, what that makes me think of is uh, there's that song that he sampled. I forget what it's called, but it samples Dream On by Aerosmith. Maybe it's called Sing With Me, but the the, yeah. the lines are something like, so this, this is my like uh, middle school, high school brain, like trying to remember lyrics, but it's like, plus all the stores ship us platinum. Now, how the F did this metamorphosis happen from standing on corners and porches, just rapping to having, um, to having a mansion, no more kissing, you know, a, um, but just who puts metamorphosis in a rap song and he rhymed it with stores ship us platinum metamorphosis happened. Like that's, that's good rap. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Extremely versatile is what I would call that. It's yeah. Just- it's really uh-huh. cool to see where he can take something that seemingly does not relate from a word standpoint to mm-hmm. something else, merge the two together. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. So I want to, uh, where I want to start with this is, um, I want to talk about 
one of the, the main themes in his music is this idea of, of like the dream kind of the rags to riches. And I feel like eight mile, the movie and the song lose yourself and the song eight mile road from that same movie. And, um, there's, there's so much about what find, we find compelling about Eminem is he's this, this poor blue collar kid and he's, he's the rags to riches story. You know, his first album is with Dr. Dre because he's that good. Um, and I, I feel like we, we, we love that. Um, and uh, just what do you what do you think it is about um, why why do we love that that story so much? Like, what is it about the human condition in the human heart? <laughs> yeah, I what? think there's an underdog story that he tells that mm. we can all either relate to or that we desire to relate to. Right? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like rooting for the underdog? Yeah. Um, and I think that that pulls us in to not just his story, but also I think the man is fearless to some degree. I think that it's hard not to covet the confidence that it takes to say some of the stuff, you know, whether we feel it's morally right or wrong. And yeah, we can yeah. discuss uh -huh. Some of the content, you know, is extremely questionable, but the confidence the dude has to say, I'm going to say this and not care what anybody else thinks. I mean, mm -hmm. we all, to some degree, I think want that. I know that mm -hmm. I do to just say, yeah, I'll, I'll say whatever I want and, and not uh -huh. care. Uh, you know, again, there's a, a moral compass that I try to guide my music by that prevents me from saying whatever yeah, I want. For sure. But still, respect to people who can just go out, say what they want, and not not seem to really care about the backlash they might face from it. Yeah, and uh, I feel like some, sometimes on my show, like I try to, with this show, really look for like the true, the good, and the beautiful that's there. Um, and I, I, I don't always... Um, I don't always say the critical part, <laughs> not because like, obviously yeah. there's some things in Eminem's lyrics, you know, he, he there's violence and, and, and anger and, you know, the seven deadly sins <laughs> you could name them yeah. in, in his yeah. lyrics. Um, and then, you know, some of the choices in his personal life, he was, he was, you know, into drugs and all, all sorts of stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. I don't always mention that stuff listeners, but I think my, my listeners who've been listening to the show for a while, like, no, that doesn't mean like, just cause I don't say it doesn't mean I agree with all that stuff, but just what we're looking for is where we're looking into to pop culture and saying like, what is good? in there because the guy, there's goodness in, in all of us are created by God. And even though we're in a broken and a fallen world, there, there's goodness in there to be found. And so, um, with someone like Eminem, I feel like it's easy to say, Oh, he's saying naughty words. Oh, he's talking about bad stuff. The more difficult thing, but I think the more deeply Christian thing to say is, well, yes, there's some problems there. Yes, there are some things, but what's good there. What can we, what, what can be redeemed? Right? Because the, you know, Jesus, when he meets, he meets the woman caught in adultery, there's the, um, go, there's the go and sin no more. But first and foremost, there's the, does anyone here condemn you? Right? Like there's, there's a sense that at the center of this, at the cent of, center of all the profanity and all the beefs and all the controversy, there is a person made in the image and likeness of God and there is goodness there. And so anyway, if this is your first time listening to the show, you just, just no, we're, we're not apologizing for, we're not, we're not like defending any of the bad stuff in Eminem's lyrics. That's kind of where we're starting from assuming, but what we're going to try to focus on is some, some of the beautiful stuff and see what we can learn and see, see where even in the brokenness, God's light is shining through. So, um, yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And, uh, I love that you used the word underdog and, I mean, it's actually, it's actually very scriptural. Like, I feel like God loves an underdog, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. if you read through the old Testament, you know, the, the people who are God's chosen people, 
it's not like the big powerful guys, right? It's not the Egyptians. It's not the the Persians or the Babylonians or the Romans, right? The mm-hmm. God's chosen people. It's this 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 little guy, this Israel, you know. And uh, even even in the the um, the stories of uh, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you expect God to choose the older brother, but he doesn't choose Ishmael. He chooses Isaac. You expect him to choose Esau because he's the older brother, but he doesn't. He chooses Jacob. You expect mm. him to choose one of the older brothers, but he doesn't. He chooses Joseph, the the youngest of, of 12 brothers, or he's 11 of 12 brothers. Um, and, you know, you expect the Messiah to be this like warlord coming through and kicking out the Romans. But no, he chooses this Prince of Peace. He chooses a carpenter's son. He chooses Jesus from, you know, podunk middle and nowhere Nazareth <laughs> to come in and, and do this. So I feel like that underdog, got dog, that underdog story, it, it speaks to us one, because like that, that's part of the story of salvation, but also who hasn't ever felt like an underdog, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I've definitely felt like an underdog and, and like I'm the little guy and I don't have a whole lot going for me. But, um, so when we see people like Eminem who are like, you know, you have this one moment, are you going to capture it? Are you going to capture this moment? <laughs> so, yeah. So relatable too. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, when your back's against the wall, how are you going to react? How are you going to act and, and defend what's yours or take your moment, take the shot that's been given to you that you've been granted and, mm-hmm. and not to waste an opportunity. I think there's so much that we can glean from that. Um, and I know that that specific song, I mean, is like probably the world's number one pump up song yeah. for athletes everywhere. Right. You're on a, a bus going to a game or a match and you're getting pumped up. What are you listening to? Probably lose yourself by Eminem. Mm-hmm. Probably something that's going to tell you, Hey, even though you might not be matched up well against this opponent, you're going to, you're going to conquer it. Um, and that can be said for any area of life, it's maybe most relatable in an athletic sense, but goodness. Yeah. If we're, our far backs have never been up against the wall with a decision we have to make. I don't know if we're living right. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Now, now, yeah. now, Jeremy, I I just met you a few minutes ago, but um, it sounds to me you said you've been uh, you've been a musical artist for like seven years, and you're married. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that has come with some struggle. <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah. Can, some moments where you feel like you want to grab the moment and I don't know, can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what, what is it? It's, it's not easy to be a married man, a Christian and trying to make it in the music business. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause yeah. Yeah. It's hard to even know where to start. I will say the beauty of the marriage that I have is we have common ground because my wife as well is a performer nice. um, and has, we both have a past in performing. We actually, though, ironically enough, currently work corporate full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm working from home and she's working in a financial firm. She mm-hmm. goes into the office each day. Um, and we both have kind of set that part of our lives aside to know that, hey, we have a fulfilling, a purpose to fulfill in mm-hmm. other areas of our life and that that music will never leave us. But mm-hmm. um, for me, songwriting is not a full-time gig at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that I don't want it to be. It's that yeah. we have other priorities and areas and responsibilities that we want to fulfill mm-hmm. and uh, financial goals and, and things that we're looking to do as a family. So mm-hmm. um, those are real conversations that we have, communication, but that the the baseline that we've had has been founded on faith and then, you know, our passion, pursuing our passion, which we feel has been God given to us and how do we utilize our talents, but also understanding music is not the only thing that, that we have to give. Yeah. So how else can we serve? And it's, it's using a talent of, 
of songwriting that might be analyzing music and piecing together phrasing that I can also, I'm a, I'm a recruiter in my um, corporate job and I can go analyze a job and find people and create relationships and connect in different ways that are outside of what may be my musical passion. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I also serve best in my day-to-day life doing other things as well? Mm-hmm. And we've had those conversations um, but we've had a, a grounding in our faith and our, our passion and, and always trying to remind each other of um, how important it is to, to dream big, right? We never squash each other's dreams. We say, hey, it's, anything's possible. I mean, on my third studio album, and I've never done it full time. So mm-hmm. by the of God, I've had connections and people that I've been able to go to and work with and find time to create. And if that becomes a, a monetary stream for us, excellent. But the goal wasn't to make it that to begin. And it, yeah. that's kind of a byproduct if, if it becomes that. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what, what that sounds like to me is a real sign of maturity. One in you as an artist and, and as, as a, as a Christian, but also in your marriage to say, you know, we're, we're this, this is practically how we're going to do things, but God has put this, this calling on our heart and these skills that we're not going to, we're not going to give up on. We're going to, we're going to pursue them in, in the right ways. And, um, I mean, I don't have three albums, <laughs> like that's, that's a real accomplishment. And I think, I think a lot of times in, you know, the, the quote unquote American dream, there's kind of this binary of, are you going to follow your dreams or are you going to get a day job? And like for most of the, most of the musicians I know it's somewhere in between. And like in, for myself, like music is a great side gig, you know, (laughs) it's a great side gig. You can make some money. It's a creative outlet. You can do it with your friends. You can do it with your spouse. Sometimes like it, you can do it in ministry. Like there's, um, so if there's any musicians, aspiring musicians listening to this, I think I would just kind of push back against that kind of cultural narrative that either you have to forget about music altogether and be a sellout or you have to pick up and move to New York or LA or Nashville and live off of ramen until you, until you quote unquote, make it like, I would say you're making it like, I would say I'm making it as a musician. Like there's, there's, there's so much more to it than just kind of, uh, as, as, as inspiring as I find the underdog story, I think there's a lot more to it than just kind of what we get through. There's more, many more paths than that. So yeah. yeah. And I think it comes down to how you define success. Exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Someone might think one one song is a success. And that was me when I was mm-hmm. you know, starting college and thought I'm going to record on GarageBand my first song by myself and mix it myself and look up a YouTube video on how to do it. Mm-hmm. That was success for me. I, yeah. I could have been done the next day and been happy, but it just trailed from there. It was, wait, I can, mm-hmm. I think I can make this better. And you show it to someone, they say, hey, you know, I know a guy who has a studio. Maybe you want to go save up some money and take it there. And sure enough, music videos and so much more has come out of it, live performances. But the goal wasn't to be the world's greatest mm-hmm. artist. Now, Eminem or some folks can benefit from setting that high goal and going, but at what point are you celebrating your success? At what point are you really acknowledging the small wins that you have? And yeah. I think there's so there's so much value to that. You know, I celebrated every song that came out that I finalized was a celebration. It was, I made it, you know, Mm -hmm. I I made it to this next stage, but I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep pushing. I love how you said that, that it depends on your definition of success. And that's something Eminem talks about is, you know, I've Mm -hmm. gotten famous, I'm selling platinum records, but 
that comes with its own things. Like I forget which song is this, but he's like, you know, fans turn on you. Your labels want to turn at you. Uh, they want to get their hands on every dime you had. They want you to lose your mind every time you're mad. Um, so they can, uh, make you out to be some sort of a loose cannon. Any dispute, don't hesitate to produce handguns. Like there's this, uh, you, when you're famous, like you're in the spotlight and then a lot of people want things from you. They just kind of want to latch on. And also once I get that song, well, then do I want another song? Do I want another hit song? Do I, once I have a platinum album, once I have a Grammy, well, now do I want another Grammy? Now do I want another Grammy? And you saw what happened to him in his career. He ended up in the throes of addiction and, and drug abuse when he had the world at his feet. And sometimes like getting the dream, getting what you want, it turns out not to be... <laughs> Oh, yeah. all it's all it's cracked up to be. Um, and I tell people all the time, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time just as a, as a stay at home dad, but then I get to do ministry. I get to do music. I get to do this podcast, which I love. And I tell people I'm living the dream. And I say that without a, a, a without any irony at all. Like I am living the dream right now. <laughs> I get to spend time with my kids. I get to do creative stuff. I get to talk about Jesus. Like what more could I want? You know? And like, sure, I could be more successful. I could have more views or more likes or more clicks or more followers or whatever, but it's not going to make me happier. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's that well the thought of gaining the whole, whole world but losing your soul. You know, oh. if we take it biblical, it's it's we are told that that is not what we are to be aspiring for. We're not to gain the world because we there's time and time again so many examples of folks who are in the limelight. They're in the the fame. Someone who would say the pinnacle of like what we are striving for in, in success, and it's you know they topple because it's where do I go from here? And so I think the better question is really what impact do we want to have? I could argue the impact you're making might be similar to someone who's in the limelight and has the millions of views, but but what are they really saying to their listeners? Yeah. What is it that people can take away from their content? And mm -hmm. that's where I think success could be defined. Is it a million albums or is it people walking away changed from, from my content, whatever mm -hmm. that might be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you... Um what do you think, like, is, is Eminem, like, is he touching hearts? Is he, is, is he just kind of adding to the noise? Is he just kind of throwing it out? Is he just really good at flowing? Or is like, is he making a difference in people's lives? Like, what do you think? What a great question. <laughs> um, here's, here's a thought. I think that his work ethic, mm -hmm. I think that there's so much to be said for, like, he didn't get to where he was overnight. I think mm -hmm. it's a slow build. It's a process that is to be commended. Mm -hmm. I am in awe of some of the history of what he went through to to get to where he is it's inspiring mm. right not just the underdog but like studying the dictionary looking at words and understanding yeah. you know and this mm. is like a formal education i mean i can lean on my college degree to at least say well, you know well i have some semblance of what i'm writing and i you know i've taken courses on communication and things like that i mean it's incredible just to understand the work ethic and to overcome the challenges someone has so I look at Eminem's story and I really am fascinated by it. So to me, there's there's so much good to come out of that um, for someone like me who's now writing and, and songwriting for myself and for others and thinking he was one of the pinnacles that I was listening to growing up and taking whatever I could mm -hmm. from not just his content, but the way he went about his work ethic and what he did and how he prepared and performed. Like there's so much good to be taken from that, mm -hmm. I would say. There's this line again from Dream On. I think this is one of my favorite lines. Um, 
He says, entertainment is changing, intertwining with gangsters. In the land of the killers, a sinner's mind is a sanctum. Only you're unholy. Only have one homie. Um, only this gun lonely, because don't anyone know me. But everyone just feels like they can relate. Um, it's these kids that hang on every single statement we make. We make. Like, they worship us. And so, uh, there. He, he talks in his songs about um, the power of words and... Um, it's why we sing for these kids who don't have a thing except for a dream and a rap magazine um, who post pictures on the walls all day long, idolize their favorite rappers and know all their songs for anyone who's ever been through this in their lives. So they sit and they cry at night wishing they die till they throw on a rap record and they sit and they vibe. We're nothing to you, but we're the S in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we seize the moment, try to freeze it, known it, squeeze it and hold it because these minutes are golden. Um, let our spirits live on through the lyrics that you hear in our songs. So basically, I, th I think how he sees it is, you know, even if I'm talking about bad stuff, somebody's relating to it. Um, mm. I don't know. As, as, as an artist and as a Christian, what do you think about that? <laughs> I would agree as well. I think relatable content is actually sometimes the most impactful and I think I do my best within my my songs, my content is to be relatable. However, there's an authenticity that has to come with that. I'm not just trying to be relatable for relatability's sake. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to grow up in Detroit yeah. and have the odds stacked against me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know what it's like to grow up in central Pennsylvania and feel mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I have to do this career, but I really want to do music. Like that's a mm -hmm. whole different sense of relatability and people yeah. go through their struggles as human beings. And I want to relate to people in that way. The mm -hmm. Eminem can touch the lives of so many more people. You could say more, you could just say different people, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole um, audience of people who relate to Eminem in a different way than I do. As a songwriter and, and musician, I say, wow, yeah, this guy's really good. But there are people who's like, I've, I've been there. I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. And he's conquered something I feel like I truly can't. Mm -hmm. And that is where I think impact is made, at least on, on Eminem's scale. Mm-hmm. It's true value from that. Yeah. And I, um, I, I think that the relatability, um, and I, I think again, this is where we learned from the lesson of, of Jesus is I, I think there's two mistakes you can, you, you can make is, and, and I go, I always go back to the, the woman at the, that Jesus meets at the, uh, that gets caught in adultery. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he meets her, but he's like, does anyone condemn you? I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. There's the encounter where he meets her right where she's at, you know, about to get stoned, weeping in shame, you know, thrown in front of the crowds. He meets her right there in the middle of her hurt. But yeah. there is this call to repentance. It's, but it's the love first. It's the encounter first. And then the, the call to repentance. And I feel like a lot of times in Christianity, either out of a false sense of like purity and piousness and fake holiness, we jump straight to the condemnation and the go and sin no more. Or out of a false sense of compassion, we just love on the person, but then there, there's never a call to anything greater. And I, I love what Jesus does in all these situations is there's the encounter with complete compassion, but there's also, <laughs> all right, we're gonna, there's, there's the call to re repentance. Like there's, there's something that goes further. And so I, I feel like with Eminem's lyrics, like, yeah, these kids can relate, but also we gotta, we gotta point them. To, to something more. And I feel like later on in his career, um, there's that song, not afraid. I'm not afraid yeah. to take a stand. 
Everybody come take my hand. Um, we'll walk this road together through the storm. It's all about him like overcoming addiction. You know, he talks about flipping the bar, going into the bar and, and, and try, he's like, I'm raising the bar, you know, and like, I'm getting rid of the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Up song. Yeah. Love that. Uh huh. Yeah. So I feel like he, as, as he's growing as a father and as he's growing as a person, he's kind of, kind of found some maturity, hopefully. So. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to talk about next is, um, you know, we talk about Eminem as having this incredible confidence, this incredible, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but he's, he's, he's able to just get up there and kind of, like you said before, say whatever, you know, this incredible confidence, but also, and this is a little bit like Kanye, who we also did an episode on, but there's also this insecurity and he's also not afraid to rap about that, which is, Mm -hmm really, really different. I feel like Kanye and Eminem, like kind of in, in mainstream rap, at least were the first ones to, to really do this in, in a, a, a big way. You know, these on Dr. Dre's record label and, uh, you know, he's not just talking about how great I am and, and pimps and hoes and guns and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. he's, he's talking about how, you know, he grew up, <laughs> and he's and he is insecure. His knees weak, or arms are heavy. You know, he's about to, he's about to throw up, and he's you know he's kind of playing a character there. But I mean, I think everybody knows watching Eight Mile that it's it's semi autobiographical <laughs> about yeah. Eminem. Like, there's a lot of insecurity in the idea of, of of choking, of not living up to the moment. And I feel like there's a lot of anxiety that can come with like I gotta I gotta perform I gotta do this thing e- even in Christian circles like I, I gotta be holy I gotta keep on this uh, I gotta uh, you know I gotta keep up this facade I can't make a mistake I can't make a mistake I gotta be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect and I, I feel like there can come with trying to be a good person a successful person there can come this incredible anxiety of like I don't want to mess up I gotta be this perfectionism you know what I mean. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you ever struggle with that? <laughs> I know I struggle sure. with that sometimes. And yeah. at the risk of making a shameless plug, I have a song that is called Perfect about that very thing. And it, it there's a music video that actually kind of shows me waking up in the morning and going throughout my day, how I perceive myself, which is dressed nicely with my cap on and I'm walking around all chipper. And then there's a side-by-side comparison of me, what my day actually looks like. And it's it's rolling out of bed. It's being achy. It's taking my time. It's I don't know what to eat for breakfast. I'm supposed to eat healthy, but I don't know. And you've got these two versions of of yourself that one, you kind of show the world. This is who I am, world. And this is me suffering in silence of trying to always be this person that really isn't me, but how I perceive myself, or at least I want others to perceive me like this ideal version of myself. Yeah. I think everyone wrestles with that. Yeah. How do I... Social media plays a huge role in that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. How do you you deal with that? Help me, Jeremy. (laughs) The perfection side or the social media side or both? No, the the perfect. How do I, how do I deal with this feeling of like, I I need to be perfect? Like what are, where, where's, what's the solution there? I I think everyone deep down wants acceptance. I Mm. think that it starts with accepting yourself. Mm. I think criticism of other people starts with criticism of yourself. Uh And I'm not, perfect at this, no pun intended, but Mm -hmm. I truly do believe that we are the most critical of others in the area that we are most critical of ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I think it starts truly by reflecting back on your own insecurities and saying, you know, why is it that I'm not able to forgive myself or give myself grace in these areas? You know, Mm -hmm. I don't need to be up at five every morning 
like my neighbor is just because, you know, I want to be more productive. Well, why? What, what is the goal I'm trying to achieve? And what are some small steps I can take knowing it's not always going to work out the way that mm-hmm. I intend? I think it's important to allow God into those moments in our lives because we try to control things so, so often in our grip, yes. our grip on everything. Mm-hmm. And then we, oh, we messed up. We just have to do better next time. And I think the, t- the, the gospel itself is about grace and about mm-hmm. forgiveness. And if we're not able to give ourselves that grace, as hard as it is, and I'm, I know I'm preaching to myself, as hard as that is, if we're not able to give ourselves that grace, how are we to extend to other people that mm. same grace and forgiveness? Amen. I want to I want to focus in on three things you said because I think I think they're brilliant. Is one you talked about like the criticism versus the acceptance, and then you said you got to let God into that and accept His grace. And like, where do we get that acceptance? We can get it from the people around us, although in an imperfect way, because people are imperfect. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, where our foundation and our security has to come from is grace. It's the grace of God, right? Resting in him and, and, and finding those avenues of grace through, through prayer and a, and a, a good Christian community and, um, you know, the scriptures, like those are all avenues of grace where God's telling us, you know, like, Hey, even if you miss this moment, even if you, even if you do let it slip, even if you don't capture it, even if you choke, like be rabbit, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I yeah. still, I still love you and it's not the end. Like we're going to have another chance to do something. And like, I have bigger plans for you than whether or not you messed this up today. <laughs> like there are bigger plans. And, and I feel like when, when I have that perspective, when I'm able to have that perspective, it just there's so much more peace and so much less anxiety with what I got going on. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about with Eminem is I, I noticed it's really interesting. He has several songs that are just about proclaiming who he is, especially in the beginning of his career. My name is, and then I am, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would you say I am in the papers, the news every day I am radio won't even play my jam. Like he has these songs about this is who I am. And this is who I'm not. He like he has to proclaim it loudly to the world. And what you were saying about like how do we avoid that anxiety and that perfectionism? Not by being so puffed up about ourselves that we say whatever we want, but the grace of God. Mm. Like like that is the key to breaking the perfectionism, to breaking the insecurity, and finding our firm identity as a child of the One. You know what I mean? So. Yes. 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 And a house built on rock versus sand, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, uh, acceptance from people is so fleeting. It's so you put, you make a post and so a hundred people like it one day and zero people like it the next day. And all of a sudden your identity is gone and it's shifted to whatever people want me to do. And we've all struggled with that. I've struggled with how to use social media as an outlet versus mm. an identity for myself or a, a means of validating my every move. And I don't think it's meant to be that. I think we're set up for failure in some ways, but I think that we have to be grounded firmly on the gospel for that very reason. Otherwise, every day we would be living to fulfill someone else's desire for our lives. And that just, we've seen what that looks like, whether it's Hollywood or, you know, there's just time and time again, examples of people who, whose foundations are built around what other people want them to be. Yes, And it really comes down to, to answering the why question. And I think that our why is founded in the gospel and uh, what Jesus has taught. And, and we can be grounded in that no matter what it looks like out here on social media or what our neighbor is doing. We can be firm in our faith. And 
that's that's helped me, you know, in my human form to try and ground myself in whatever I'm doing and and relate mm-hmm. it back true purpose. Amen, brother. You're pre- preaching to me too. I love, I love that scripture verse. I think, I think it's at the end of the sermon on the mountain, Matthew seven, where Jesus says those who, so he's just preached this whole sermon, uh, starting with the Beatitudes and then all the way through these, these like incredible, um, you know, speech, the sermon on the Mount from Matthew five to seven. And the last thing he says is those of you who hear my words, but you don't act on them are like, a, a fool that built his house on sand. And when the winds come and the waves come and those, those days where you're not perfect come it's completely ruined. But if you hear my words and listen to them, you're like the wise man that built his house on rock. And when the storms came and the winds came and they blew and buffeted the house, it stood secure because it was on a firm foundation. And like, if we can found our foundation in the things that Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, like living the life of the Beatitudes, not 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 blessings on blessings because I got cars and blessings on blessings because I got the hottest chick and this, that, and the other thing, but blessed are you who are peacemakers and, and hung, hungering and thirsting for justice and mourning for the dead. Like those are the, that's the life of the blessed that Jesus says. And then he teaches us about prayer and he teaches us about how to treat each other and how to forgive each other. And he's like, if you can live this life that will be security for you. That's where you will find a firm foundation for your identity and for your life. And so I, I, that's one of my favorite verses. I'm so glad you brought it up, man. I could, it just speaks straight to my heart, straight to my heart. All right. And you both. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's, let's bring this in for a landing here. Um, I said to my listeners at the beginning that I was going to leave them with some actionable things that they can do to live the gospel in their life. Um, so, what, what's one takeaway you think that our listeners could um, could incorporate from what we've been talking about with Eminem? Yeah, I, I for my own takeaway, it's definitely acceptance, like self-acceptance. And mm. what that really looks like, I mean, accepting ourselves is great, but I think more often it's giving ourselves the grace that Jesus gives us. Mm. And to really truly understand what that looks like and not say like, well, I just have to do better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes, but as you said, first meeting yourself with it's okay. It's okay to fail, to mess up, to not meet that moment, um, but to really forgive yourself the way Christ asks us to forgive others. Yes. I think that's a, the first baby step is to just understand that, you know, before really criticizing yourself for not not mm-hmm. doing it. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Um Jeremy, this has been such a great conversation. Um, can tell tell the people about what, where where they can find you? Where can uh, they want to know more about Jeremy Flick? And they want to and I've listened to your music, and you're you're really good, man. You got a great voice. When Nick was playing me your stuff earlier today, I was like, man, this song is good too. So you're you're going on my playlists. So um, tell, tell tell me what you got going on. Where can people find you? Yeah, I'll give you the the main place to find me where you'll find music and contact and all that stuff is my website. So that is just www jeremy-flick.com and once you go there you'll see new releases you'll see where you can pre-save an album or listen to an old one or bios all of that songwriting services um but you can also find me on social media by searching my name there aren't too many other jeremy flicks out there so you should be able to find me and then of course all music streaming platforms Um, my artist name is just jeremy flick and you'll find what i have and feel free to get in touch with me i would love to connect with new folks and that's how i I feel like I thrive off of impact and knowing um, what motivates people and just love connection. That's awesome. Well, we will definitely put all that in the show notes. Uh, Jeremy, I often ask my guests if they would uh, close us in prayer based on what we've talked about today. Would you be willing to close us in prayer? 
Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Listener, listeners, wherever you are, let's take a moment, uh, bow your heads unless you're driving or something like that. But let's, let's take a moment and uh, pray. All right. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we get. What a blessing it is to um, be on a show like this, to be able to speak um, your word, uh, to have content that is uplifting and encouraging for all to hear, Lord. We ask that you would uh, speak into our lives to give ourselves grace and acceptance during the days that are most challenging. Um, we pray for Eminem. We pray for artists alike who are speaking to the masses and those who are just speaking to few, Lord. Would you call them to new challenges? Would you call them to your kingdom and bring their hearts closer to you each and every day? Um, we praise you for the, the great work that you've already done for us in our kingdom and your kingdom that we will be with you someday, Lord. We just we thank you for uh, the many gifts and blessings that, that you've given us here on earth. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jeremy, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. And uh, listeners, I hope you go check him out. He's a, a great artist. I think if, if, if you, you like, you like hip hop, I think you're going to like uh, what Jeremy has going on. And uh, thank you for listening. I hope that you have uh, learned something from this episode. I know it's touched my heart. I hope it's touched your heart too. And if it has, you can help out our show by sharing this episode with somebody who likes Eminem or you just think would appreciate this conversation, maybe in a artist. And if you really want to help our show, the best way to do that is by going to popculturecatechism.com where you can become a patron of the show, support us financially. Um, on a monthly basis, there's six levels of giving. And with that, not only are you supporting all everything that happens here at Awaken Catholic, all the shows, the parish missions, uh, the employees and feeding our children and all those sorts of things, but uh, you also get access to exclusive content. There's exclusive content uh, for every single episode. I haven't quite figured out what I'm doing for this episode yet, but I'm going to, but I'll, I'll make sure that there's something special for you, um, in the awaken app for members of the pop culture catechist community. Speaking of the awaken app, it is a free app for everyone. And there's a Christian prayer library and a Christian music library with lots of great stuff in it. There's also a great Christian Catholic community, uh, just for like-minded individuals. And maybe you're uh, sick of some of the more toxic places online with social media. The awaken app is a great place for that. Plus, if you are a patient, of one of the shows, you also get access to all the exclusive content through that. And there's not just exclusive content from my show, there's exclusive content from other shows as well. So there's lots of cool stuff for patrons and non-patrons in the Awaken app. Listeners, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Go check out Jeremy and we will catch you next time. And a special thank you to our patrons who make this show possible. Patrons, I figured out what I'm going to do for our exclusive content for this episode. I'm going to talk about some of the other Eminem songs that we did not get to talk about during this episode. So I'm thinking about, and some of the themes. So I'm thinking of songs like Guilty Conscience with Dr. Dre, uh, Rap God, Stan, Love the Way You Lie, Monster, things like that. So I'm going to talk about those just me uh, in the patron exclusive content so you'll get access to that if you are a patron. If you're not a patron, maybe this is your chance to become a patron. I want to thank our patrons, especially Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Steve and Maggie Hubbard, Rob Smith and Tom and Emily Camberiotti. Thank you guys who make this show possible. Peace.